Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. Over the weekend, I was helping an awesome client work on her new podcast about her hometown, and I heard my new favorite phrase, relentless mediocrity. At one point, my client interviewed me and I shared why I gladly wear the badge of relentlessly mediocre. It's not that I don't aspire to be great at what I do. It's just that I don't want to be great every single day in every moment of my life. It's not attainable, healthy, or human. But that's not the message you and I receive from society. Society tells us that to be relevant and worthy, we must aspire to greatness at all times. There's no room for mistakes. A strategic plan for the future must redeem all failure. And if you are mediocre, you might as well quit. So let's dive into why I think relentless mediocrity is healthy for our creativity and society. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 715. What do you feel inside when you hear me say, mediocre? Do you feel dread, disgust, even revulsion? We live in a society that worships perfection and demands that we pursue relentless greatness at all times. Oh, did you have a bad day and only produced 17 things instead of the 30 that were on your list? How dare you? As I mentioned in the opening, I was helping a client develop her new podcast, and the phrase relentless mediocrity came up. And while it was in the context of describing our hometown, I think it works perfectly in our pursuit of creativity and curiosity. But let's be real. Mediocrity is a dirty word. A day does not go by where I don't see it being ridiculed on social media. Society wants us to be perfect and to never suck, because then we know how to deal with you. We know where to put you in the little bins of our lives. And, you know, if we suck, then how do we figure you out? On and on the stories, the myths, and the conditioning go. The truth is that most days, we're neither good nor great. We just are, and perhaps we are mediocre. We're simply being and living life, and that should be a weight lifted off our shoulders. If we open ourselves up to the truth, that is, because what we do with mediocrity makes all the difference. We can beat ourselves up for not being good enough, or we can use it to explore new ideas without the need to measure up to some industry or societal standards of perfection. So I'm going to unpack seven ways to transform mediocrity from its negative stigma to becoming a positive system of growth. First, the path from good to great requires relentless mediocrity. We like to think that success follows a logical and linear path, but if we were to chart the progress and success of others, it probably followed a line that looks more like an EKG of someone super excited than someone approaching the flat line of death. And while we think of mediocrity as maybe the status quo or doing the same things the same way at the same times, 
it really is a way of approaching life that is unexpected and full of curiosity. And Relentless speaks to the drive, the drive to explore and try new things, whether they're great or not. So sing at the top of your lungs, even if you suck, especially if you suck, because that passion will take you further than the person with perfect pitch who is afraid to sing because they might fail. Second, to not quit, especially when you and your work don't measure up. The easiest thing to do as a creative, I believe, is to quit when your work isn't good enough. Maybe you aren't feeling what you're doing, so you take a break for the day. Or maybe you recognize that your work as an independent filmmaker is nowhere near the level of a Hollywood production, so you tell yourself, why even bother? Improving your skills as a filmmaker is important. And the best way to do that is by making films, even if they aren't good or even remotely good or downright horrible. Because at least you made the film. And with relentless mediocrity, you can keep making films until one day you realize, huh, they're getting better. That's not bad. Don't worry about measuring up. Just make the work. Third, to not be the best, but to do your best. I'm talking a lot about what is described as the best and perfection, because that is what we think we need to be in order to stand out. But what was ever wrong with just doing your best? I understand it's not sexy and that it doesn't bring the clicks, likes, and algorithmic love that other things do, especially perfection. But keep at it, because when you push yourself to do better than the last time, that is how you get better. Fourth, to not remain static or to have the belief that you will arrive at some point of perfection, but to consistently learn and grow. For the first 15 years or, or so, probably longer, of my career, I held the belief that technology and skills would eventually stay stagnant or static, and I would arrive at some point of professionalism that was defined and understood by me as perfect. But what I failed to understand is that technology and life and just the surrounding influences of our lives change so fast, and that in order to learn and grow and evolve, you have to be willing to try new things on a daily basis. You have to be willing to fail and to never stop being curious about new ways to see the world. And that is a mind shift change, a paradigm shift, whatever ways you want to describe it. It's going to take effort to do that. Hence, relentlessness. Fifth, to not equate mediocrity to failure, but instead see failure as doing nothing at all. And I talked about this earlier with, with the singing analogy, but when I see the talk of mediocrity online, it is often with that air of disgust and the mark that you failed. But if you gave it your all and it wasn't good enough, why is that such a bad thing? I mean, won't you learn more from that experience than if you did nothing at all while you magically waited to glean every possible thing to, that you need to learn before you do anything as you consume all of the YouTube training videos in the world? Sixth, regardless of whether you're mediocre or great, there will always be lovers and haters. I also used to think that if my work was good enough, people would love me. But as I embrace my work, put it out there, 
and do my best, I realize that people will love and hate the work. They'll love and hate me no matter what. And there's nothing I can do about that. And the semi-reformed people pleaser in me does not like that one bit. I want to be able to please everyone, and I just can't. And you know what? The same goes for you. So find the people who love you no matter what you do, and try not to worry about the haters, because guess what? You are never going to change their mind. Seventh and finally, mediocrity in pursuit of your own vision and goals is drastically different than the mediocrity found in trying to be like someone else or even do work that copies others. I think we don't like mediocrity because it equates to trying to be exactly like what we know and understand and failing to do so. For example, if you want to make a thrash metal album and you don't measure up to Metallica or Slayer or the other two big four bands, well, you're a mediocre version of thrash. Derivative. But what if? And this is a big what if. What if your vision for thrash is different than the 1980s version? Being mediocre in pursuit of that vision is to be expected. Take Metallica, for example. They had to learn how to play their instruments in the early years, and they flat out sucked. They were inconsistent over the years. Some concerts were great, others they bombed. But they were relentlessly mediocre until they became relentlessly awesome in both their studio and live playing, and they just got better and better, and, and they're the juggernauts they are to this day. So pursue your own goals and I don't think the stink of mediocrity finds you than if you were trying to be carbon copies of things that we know. So I hope you'll join me in proudly labeling yourself as relentlessly mediocre. It is a way to keep growing without the pressure of perfection, to embrace not being good enough at your craft, because let's face it, there's an amazing problem solving to be discovered in the suck. And it means that you really are on the path from good to great. And it's pretty awesome when you tell someone that you are relentlessly mediocre because they don't know what to do with it. It kind of makes their brain go, what are, they, what are they saying? They're okay to suck? That's an awesome thing to witness. Until next time, may creativity, curiosity, and relentless mediocrity fuel your life. <laughs>